are back for today's episode on Pete and Jake's Corner. We are in a beautiful Madison Square Park, just chilling on a bench. New format. I think it's actually working out pretty well. It comes out that we could veer off and look into the atmosphere and then look into each other's eyes at one point. Yeah, it's nice. Before we were sitting across from a table just locked onto each other's eyes the entire time gazing into each other's souls. But now we get a little break and get to look at this nice, empty plane of grass, I guess. I must say, Jake is a good-looking guy, but goddamn, I was staring at him for too long. <laughs> say the same thing about Pete. <laughs> but yeah, um, in today's episode, we would like to talk about one of the most intriguing episodes of Black Mirror. And it's kind of interesting that how some of the stuff that was covered way back then is becoming closer and closer to our reality so that reality is was shown in the episode striking viper yeah and when did that come did that come out 2019 i think I, yeah i think it came out in 2019 but they probably recorded it a year prior so yeah they were working on this stuff like 2018 2017-ish yeah to come out so still pretty far ahead for yeah and we thought about this because in our last episode, if you listen to it, we're talking about the new Apple Vision Pro. That yes, that's the name? the name of it. Not super intuitive. We keep wanting to call it Apple glasses and things yeah. like that. But um, just seeing that, we're like, oh, it, this is the most Black Mirror-like tech in real life, I think, that yeah. we have seen yet. And I think the first thing that comes to mind is the Striking Vipers episode. So we thought with the new season of Black Mirror coming out soon and uh, the recent technological advances from Apple be the perfect time to talk about it and kind of give our thoughts and yeah just kind of ramble about it yeah because now it's interesting because in the beginning the way that i thought about virtual reality or just anything related to playing video games at one point i've always wanted to be like oh i could just go into it like straight like a seamless way i just put something let's say on my temple or something and then from there i'm within the game and the Black Mirror episode, Striking Viper, really was exactly that. And heck, it covered so many different topics in so many different, in such an intriguing way. It combined video games with reality, with sexuality, and it all of it together in one episode where we're thinking about the future and we're like, damn, ah, I might want to fuck my friends. <laughs> and... It might be like in a game where I feel all of the sensations and it's different and it's it's not conventional in the sense of the way that we experience things. Yeah. So like the experience of like having sex with somebody in a conventional way. Yeah. It's fun. You're sweating and everything. But being able to be in a other dimension, in a other reality and feel it as if, you don't know. Feel it in so many different levels that you just can't even explain at certain points. Yeah. So I was like, I'm excited for this. And something I thought about too, they're fucking in a fighting game too. So the exactly. game's not even designed for that. Imagine the games that are specifically designed for like, they could ramp that up to 10. Exactly. Like, I didn't even think about that before. But yeah, there's so many interesting things about that. And so realistic too. I also like to reflect on how crazy that episode was when it came out. Like, no one, yeah. I think, was expecting that one. It was like a fighting game about VR that, like, these two male friends were going to immediately, like, 
basically start having an affair with each other. Yeah. Um, but I do think that's definitely what would happen um, once people figure that out. I feel like someone would do that on Reddit and then be like, hey, you can like actually fuck in this game and then that's all it would become. Like, it, I feel like people would just be meeting up and uh, just having, yeah, having sex in this fighting game. One, this is not much of a rant, but one part I thought that kind of bothered me about the episode since I just rewatched it was when the guy was like asking what it felt like to have sex as a girl. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to switch characters. Why wouldn't they have just like switched roles once so he could have tried it out? Like it's weird that they stayed with the same characters. They they never experimented with other characters. I thought that was odd. Huh. Yeah, that is interesting because I think in a sense, um, I actually, ah, that's a great way. I never really thought about it that way. What yeah. I thought about was just that it's kind of like in gay relationships when there's like a top and a bottom. Yeah. I don't, I've always thought that they alternate all the time or something like that. Like today's my turn, tomorrow's your turn. Yeah. But it turns out that one just assumes one role and the other su- assumes another role. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, it's like, okay, <laughs> they just assumed they gave each other, they they had clear defined gender. Yeah. There was no swapping. I just think out of curiosity, you'd want to switch one. If it was me, I like novelty. So I have to try out all the different characters. I'd definitely try both. I also like the part when he's like, I even like slept with the polar bear character or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that part always kills me. Like, I, f- I feel like I'd try the polar bear. I'd be like, yeah. well, what's it feel like for a polar bear to fuck? Yeah. Fucking a polar bear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder know. if you could pick two of the same characters too. That'd be interesting. Oh, like you're fucking yourself yeah. in a way? It's like, oh, yeah. Because I think you can, in most fighting yeah, games, you can. you can like use the same character. You just feel like wearing different color outfits. Yeah. I would have definitely tried that. I'm surprised they didn't explore that in the episode, but I did think of like, I think this would definitely happen, and it's interesting that they have them explore outside the game and they determine that they're not gay. Um, Because like even with the VR we have now, like the Generation 1 Oculus Quest that I was using, the graphics are like really shitty, but as soon as you get into it and kind of don't like have sight into the real world, Mm -hmm. you get immersed really quick and you're like, oh, this actually does feel real. And then you take the headset off and you're like, oh, that actually looked like shit. But when you're in it, <laughs> yeah. it feels so real. So I could feel like if you're in that, in a different body experiencing those different things, you could definitely assume, be like, oh, I actually do feel like a girl now. Like, this doesn't feel gay. Like, I can see you definitely being able to get into the mentality of the character instead of just kind of feeling like you're wearing a girl costume. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a funny thought related to that. Um, when it comes to the sensation part of it, because... The way that they put it and I thought it was like interesting the way that they had like the game set up where it it was just that they put it under temple, right? Yeah. And then from there you're able to like go into the game. But that didn't feel realistic to me in a way yeah. where it's like I felt like it had to be something more implanted. Yeah, or, it should be like a chip it's like yeah. interacting with. Cause, I mean I guess maybe it could read and write, but yeah. And the fact that like it came on like a cartridge and stuff. Yeah. It was like all modern stuff. There's like a she gets picked up by a modern Prius. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's kind of like <laughs> it was like they didn't really think it through, as in making it as realistic as possible, as in like okay, this would be something that I could definitely see happening. Yeah, there needs to be certain the type of like just putting on your temple. Those are like some crazy breakthroughs that have to be made in order yeah. for you to really experience it the way that they're making it out to be. Yeah, so, what do they call it? like the suspension of disbelief or something? You kind of just like have to go with and be like, this is the way that world is like. They have that technology, but they're still typing on phones. Do you think yeah. they would just be able to communicate? Yeah, they would not do that. Be. Exactly. 
and no one's using it. Like the guy's like, do you have one of those new VR add-ons? He's like, I don't have like, why isn't everyone using this technology? Exactly. And I saw this, like, why didn't he try doing it with his wife? Like, yeah, that is true. It's like, they have a connection as well. You think that they <laughs> could be like, hey, can we try having sex in this game that I'm addicted to? Like, why, why would you have to like do it with your friend only? It's like, that's a different experience. Maybe like, yeah, that that would, that would bring some novelty because you remember in the early in the beginning of the episode, the uh, thing that I guess when they were just like courting each other, or were with each other, yeah, like being the guy that oh trying to pick her up. Yeah, when they role play, the, yeah, that, I bet you that would have been perfect for them to actually do it. Yeah, why wouldn't? Yeah, why wouldn't you just role play with your husband in um in the game? Yeah, exactly. That'd be cool. Like I would definitely try switching with my girlfriend too. I think that'd yeah. be interesting. I'd be like, you be the polar bear. <laughs> oh, wait. Or right, I'm the woman now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I don't know why they didn't try that. But it's like, I guess I'll fuck my friend on my birthday. And you can go, like, bang real dudes in, in, real, in life. real life. Yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. And that's, like, I don't know, almost kind of, like, sad, too. It's like he's just, like, passed on his couch, like, having virtual sex with his friend. And she's out having real sex with <laughs> men. But I'm like, I don't know. Is it sad if... What he's doing, even though it's not real, like, has more of a sensation. I, I don't know how to oh, I fully explain it, but it's like, that feels more real. And yeah. it's like something you can't even experience in real life. So from the outside, it looks more sad. But like, is it once you experience it, you're like, oh, that's actually more fulfilling. You're definitely right about that. I was thinking about that throughout the episode. Is Remember when they were doing, they were going cold turkey? Yeah. It's like, no, we're not going to do this and whatnot. And then his friend shows up at his birthday yeah, dinner. At the dinner. And then he's like, you know how it felt, man. He goes fucking wild yeah, at that dinner. He's like, he's in like, his ear. He's like, talking about her wet like, pussy. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that tight wet pussy. It's like, ah. The w- but the funny part is, going back to your point about sensation and how real it felt, he was able to telegraph something to him that he experienced like they were able to they understood what they were talking to each yeah. other about so it is a very real experience it's just in a matter of it's not conventional yeah you know? i think that's one of the things that as we're going into this new reality of there's so many so many different things about being human that we just haven't experienced yet yeah that we're going to be able to experience once we get unlocked into this virtual world yeah where we're able like that, like that saying, is it like that we control 10% of our brain or something like yeah, that? Yeah, or yeah, we're like, only using like 10% of our like brain. That... Whatever percentage it is, let's say we even increase it by like 5%, which is actually 50%. Yeah. If you think of like the math, the way it adds up. So like to 15% from 10%. So that's like, wow. That's like a whole new that's like, yeah, reality. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a whole new experience. Yeah. So like certain emotions or certain things, you could actually feel them in a more intensified way. Yeah. Well, that, so. that makes me think of like another movie, that movie, Her, I think I mentioned it in one of the first episodes. Yeah. But how she talks about the the AI is able to be in love with like thousands of people at once. And she's saying like for her that love isn't like a container that gets full. It's like mm-hmm. something that gets bigger the more that you share it with people. And yeah, like we could discover once we're using more of our brains and, or once we're able to have sex with other people in vr that are embodying different things like maybe monogamy doesn't work anymore maybe we are able to have love for multiple people at once and have it be sustainable i mean i guess there's already polyamorous relationships but maybe the definition of like 
a normal relationship will change because we start experiencing these things that literally no human in history has uh, experienced before. Yeah, I think that probably takes away from so many philosophies or things of the past of what we thought was... Because I think at every point of history, when people thought about what whatever they were writing about when it comes to societal or the individual, it's based off of the knowledge you had acquired or understood of reality at that time, you know? Yeah. So as reality shifts and changes over time, there's going to be new philosophers that are going to come out because there's a new way of living. There's a new way of experiencing life. Like, let's say somebody from the 1900s who had to work most of their life until, like, they reach 60, what, whatever, right? Yeah. Like Now, let's say we reach to the point where AI is able to, some of our basic needs are met in mass for so many people at a very cost-effective way. Yeah. Then, like, working your whole life doesn't really mean anything, you know, in the yeah. sense of, like, yeah, I have to show up to the job and do this and that, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, I can eat. I have a house. I eat. I sleep. I'm, I'm pretty much, all my basic needs are met. Yeah. So now I get to, you know, be creative, do whatever else you want. But so that's a different way of living. Yeah. That, so. Yeah, just change what, like, the average life looks like you go exactly. from. I mean, if you go back even further, your whole life was about gathering food and exactly. finding clean water and protecting your family from animals and stuff it's like not die like every day was an adventure to not die yeah you didn't have time to be sad because you're like exactly. living in the moment trying not to die and then it goes to like doing hard manual labor for thousands of years like building the world that we now live in exactly and then it might go to our like everybody's just working a desk job like i mean i work a desk job you're just pressing buttons all day yeah same that becomes the normal and that's like oh you only have to work if you want extra stuff like ai will provide a 10 by 10 box for you to live in and they'll deliver food to you every day and and i get to live in virtual reality yeah but that yeah that does it just changes like what it means to be human like our relationship to work yeah yeah philosophy had completely changed because the whole nature of reality is different than what humans have been experiencing for hundreds of years yeah like that part where it's just like the physical sensation of like like when you were playing in the video game like just having that physical sensation sensation throughout, I think that's pretty cool when it comes yeah. to that's one of the things that when it comes to video games or anything, let's say you're playing Call of Duty and then you get shot and you actually feel like yeah. you got shot. So I think that'll be pretty good in terms of simulations too. And hopefully that gives more weight to the actual reality of it. Be like, oh war is a terrible thing. Like exactly. holy shit, like now you're just running around like shooting like you're like, fuck I died or like shooting somewhere like oh like i killed them but then you like feel like fuck like people experience yeah. this in real life yeah like holy shit war is terrifying i hope this doesn't actually happen exactly whereas now it's like kind of desensitizing you like conditioning you to it like making war seem fun exactly yeah because like you you die you spawn back and yeah keep going you'd start a new streak but if you like really feel like the pain of a bullet yeah it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be that crazy, and but just like a fraction of that, just for you to just understand the yeah. severity of getting shot. Like one bullet is enough, but imagine like getting ten. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'd be like, I hope the first one went through my brain. <laughs> On a lighter note, though, I was saying I was like, so in the game when they would fight, they they're like, oh, it will like reset or whatever, and the pain goes away and all the injuries. Sorry, there's a bug flying on the microphone. Um. I was like, did that mean that they're like refractory period reset immediately too? Like, 
that'd be pretty cool if you could just have sex over and over and you don't have like oh yeah that post not clarity where you're like okay i'm like the least turned on i've ever been because i just came it's just like the yeah. game resets and you're like oh, i'm good to go again like still super horny that's oh, that'd be sick like the the boner that just never goes away yeah or like it goes away and then just immediately just comes a, back. exactly oh yeah because that's one of the things that so far that we understand about ourselves or our limitations thus far is that when it comes to reward we just experience it like like once you bust you're done yeah yeah that's like the best and you're like okay but like let's say you try to replicate it it's diminishing returns over yeah time. like very diminishing exactly so like the by the time you get to the third or fourth it's not so ah, it's like okay. a job exactly point. exactly so if we would get to a point where we could just charge up yeah really quickly or kind of like a car like or gas you just, just put gas, it. exactly refill that part of your brain like i don't know how it would work per se maybe one of these neural links it just like takes part of your uh, like another side of your brain that could use energy and then bring it to yeah the, to the other side of your brain that actually re- your dopamine system and whatnot so well i hope that uh ai figures out how to provide all basic human needs before that happens because if yes. that technology exists no work is getting done ever like no you could just please yourself all the time i say people are already like addicted to porn like imagine if that you had that like people would literally just do that all day ah, i think that's another redefinition of being human i think it's going to pretty much be to the point where we're just individuals everybody's yeah. an individual where i don't need somebody else to please me in any way yeah I that's please scary i know right yeah but isn't that it's, it's scary and beautiful in a way, right? Where you don't, if we, it kind of would show human, um, like a new way of being human in the sense of if we had a longing to be with somebody else, if you, if, it's like, if you had everything you've ever wanted, yeah, would you still want to be with other, share with other people or just be around other people? So I think it would give like an aspect of just people, an aspect of human nature that we've, theoretically never been able to achieve yeah but we would be able to achieve it in mass to see like oh do people really like each other or people really don't like each other you know yeah because at this point we just we were forced in a way well it also depend too like on i think it depend on how good of a substitute it is because if you couldn't tell if you're in vr and like all these ai seemed exactly like humans and you couldn't tell Mm -hmm. then like what would the difference be like yeah difference like why would you you just if you couldn't tell the difference, why would you even want another human if there's literally no tangible difference at all? Yeah. A uh, difference that makes no difference is no different. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It, there'd have to be something, there'd have to be some benefit to it, I guess. Or you're just, God, this fly this yeah. wants, <laughs> wants the suicide you. bomb into my eye. It keeps uh, trying to kamikaze my eye. Um but yeah, that is interesting. That would be crazy if in our lifetime, yeah, where it's like all these self-sufficient islands. Yeah. You're just like in your VR pod all the time, or you have your Neuralink on. It's like, yep. Like, it's like when, when they say no man's an island, it's like, no, we actually yeah. are an island. I mean, when you think about it, that's kind of what the Matrix is. Like, everyone's just like living in this pod that's being fed by robots and being used as a battery. Like, yeah. I mean, if you were in that, but it was just like not a shitty version of reality, would that be utopia or dystopian? Like, it's hard to... Like, it could be, from the outside, it could look terrible, but... I think, yeah, because at one point, you know, I guess there are new services are going... I guess maybe AI is probably going to have to fill fill that void where people are still going to have to, like, take 
shits, you know? <laughs> yeah, or it, like, gives you a new type of food where your body can, like, fully absorb oh, everything. Yeah, like, like, all the new necessary nutrients. Yeah. I always thought that would be great. Yeah. If food could get to a point where we wouldn't necessarily need it, we just, like, take a pill, and it has all of the nutrients we need for yeah. having a balanced diet, and then that's it. Or could they feed you off, like, IV? Could they just give you all the, like, nutrients you need? Yes, can you... Can calories be sent intravenously? I think they have to do like one of those like stomach tube things where where they like oh kind of like with sick patients. Yeah, because I don't think they can like be injecting calories into your bloodstream. I don't think that I don't no, know much about yeah. biology. I don't think it's gonna work. Not that yet. Not yet. yet. Not I mean, I've always said like I mean, I like eating, but I'm not a I'm like the opposite of a foodie. I'm like if you could take a pill that oh yeah I would I would replace eating with a pill. Oh, I wish I could. I eat for pleasure, but I wish I could. I want to shift the eating for survival. Yeah. So it, once you have that figured out, yeah, pretty much, yeah, you're a god. Oh, yeah. Man. I used to have uh, in my, like, pantry cabinet, I printed out, it's like, was it eat to live, not live to eat? Yeah. I, yeah. Used, I used to have that to, like, give me a reminder of, like. Uh, I'm trying to be like you, man. I need to do that. Because I, I still, it's kind of weird. It's like I'm getting to the point where eating is, like, the stuff I really enjoy, I, I'm still eating it. But I still I want to get to a point where I'm just eating for survival. Man. Oh, I still I still definitely eat for pleasure. Just luckily I'm picky, so it's like yeah. But I get super obsessed when I'm into a food. Like I yeah. eat, <laughs> I eat my chicken, my like homemade oven fries, and my my carrots every day. But I've started making overnight oats again. Fully obsessed. Like when I like something, it becomes like a primary food yeah. source. So now it's like I'm living off overnight oats, chicken, carrots, fries, a protein bar, and like cashews. Yeah. Basically. And mangoes and blueberries, but yeah, that's I still pig out on them. Like I definitely eat for pleasure, but yeah, not as much as other people. That's also, awesome. before we wrap this up, one thing I want to mention: this technology would be awesome for old people. Like, imagine like popping into that, and like you can fucking like a twenty-year-old body again, and you're like a ninety-year-old. Oh, that'll be perfect. You don't have to do like the whole sugar baby thing and having the whole generation of problem and people looking at you weird. Yeah, and even think of that like. Yeah, you could be in this. You don't know what the other person looks like. Exactly. Yeah, other gender. Yeah, you could be like oh. fucking seventeen year old. You could be fucking like a ninety eight year old dude. And yeah, not even know it. You could be twelve. Yeah, it's like oh. that's like a new form of consent. Is like you I'd have... say with that, like they're not by their definition, they're not technically gay. Like if they're in, if a twelve year old's in like a twenty year old body and nine year old's in like a twenty year old body, would that? I wonder if that'd be considered pedophilia in that reality or not. Yeah, would that be? Because you're not attracted to the age. Like, yeah, you're, you're just attracted to, like... Their avatar, I guess, Yeah, you'd call it, so... The avatar, and I guess the way that the avatar is as a person, in a way? Yeah, it's going to be... I don't know. It's, it's going to be, be kind of weird. It's going to redefine a lot of things. Like, I know. It's like, how how can you define it? Well, it's like, what would you call the... Like, since we have to put labels on, like, everything now, like, what would you call the sexuality of those people in Striking Vipers? Like, the closest thing I could think of would be, like, some type of trans... Because, I mean, he is, like, yeah. a male in a female body, and they're not gay. It's just, like, but we didn't have to have a whole new sexual spectrum on top of the one we already have. But, you know, what? one of the things I found interesting, too, it's, like, uh, mentally, when I was looking at it, I know that in a game, it's a man and a woman having sex. Like, like you see physically, it's yeah, yeah it's two people having sex, like. I would normally be turned on by that. But for some reason, my brain was like, these are two dudes, you yeah. know? Like, it was like, I would I would want to get a boner, but I just couldn't. 
because yeah. I knew that it was two dudes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, but like I bet you in real, let's say I was watching porn, and it's like a man and a woman having sex. I would just like my dick would just get hard. Yeah. You know? So it if was you didn't so know weird. the context, exactly. of it, it's just the context changes it. Exactly. Like the context throughout it, I was just like, whoa! I like the the way that they were going at it. I was like, I kind of am. I would want to be turned on in this yeah. situation, but I just yeah, it gets can't. pretty graphic in yeah, in the show. and it gets pretty graphic at certain points. I'm like, yo, how come, how come my man is just like not saluting right now? But yeah, it just the, the that, context that, killed. Yeah, it. the context killed it. Like, and con- how change yeah. their whole like? How do you maintain a friendship too? Like, how would you separate those two? Maybe yeah. the sensation of being back in your body would be like these are two separate entities. Like, I don't know. I think it'd be something you'd have to experience to really fully understand. Yeah. Um, like when how how does he know he has a tight pussy? Like oh. Yeah. I mean I guess he could check with his finger. I guess he could feel. I don't know. I've never had one to know. Yeah, yeah, because like he's a man. And he and when he's saying it he even like refers to her he's like Roxy. He's not like me. Like he's like think yeah, about yeah. Roxy, think about her. So like yeah, so, yeah but it's like, almost like a separate personality. So, well you're doing like the separate personality, but and the way that you're saying it is like you're still conflating who you are in that person. Yeah. Because, yeah, because you remember there was that point where he was saying, like, he was fucking everything. Yeah. Just, so if it was just, like, a character, then it would have been fine, right? It would have been, it was, like, a difference that makes no difference. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been any different. But he's like, nah, with you, it's different. So. It's yeah, a mental. It's, it's all right, I guess your technique and everything, too. And, yeah, just, like, I guess the emotional connection would still be there. I think the emotional connection of having, like, a friend. Oh. Big New York City rat, baby. Oh, nice. Master Splinter. Classic. We'll also bring a, a third mic for the rat next time. <laughs> Master Splinter is going to give us some um, some advice on how to not eat pizza <laughs> in New York City or something like that. But, uh, yeah. It, yeah, there's so many redefinitions that went on in yeah. that that I was just like, ah, we'll see. It's kind of like when things are going to happen. It's going to change. Like, things are, these things might be a reality for us sometime soon yeah but probably in our lifetime i think unless yeah like a comet comes or like yeah one of those whatever solar flares that takes out all technology which i'm like 25 percent rooting for i'm like it <laughs> like i've been learning an acoustic <laughs> instrument kind of hoping for this i'm like i hope that this whole like, shitty system like... goes away and i can just like travel the world providing <laughs> folk music for people and it'll be like a viable <laughs> service again it's like i need to uh, return back to the basics where like a guy like me would do fine, except I like I think that, but I'm like I have no idea how to hunt or fish or like how oh, to yeah survive. I'm like I would not know how to get clean water. Like I'd be dead within oh, a week. Oh yeah, for me too. One of the things I've been thinking about a lot is just that a reset in terms of let's say there were to be a reset. I know that I can't cook, I can't fend for myself. I need to know how to fight. That's yeah. one. Just like it doesn't even have to be like I gotta kick five people's ass. I just need to like kick one person's ass. You know? Yeah. When you think about the majority, though, like, I think I'm better situated than, like, the average person. Uh Because, like, I feel like the average has gone down so low. (laughs) Yeah. But I I definitely would not be able to sustain myself. I'm like, I could, like, I could starve to death slightly slower than the average person, I think. But actually not, because I feel like being kind of skinny, like, probably being overweight would actually be useful. Because you could live off your fat for longer, so. Intermittent fasting. I do. I do that. Now, so because the thing is, like, I think that if you are doing intermittent fasting, your metabolism's already slows down much more than usual. I think if no, it's, it's supposed to speed it up ideally. Because don't you like over time, haven't you seen that you consume 
you don't have to consume as much money. Um, I said money as much um food. Yeah. In general, I think like don't you have like periods of time like you could go like a whole day without eating? Yeah, I've gone, I've gone almost three days before. So so it's like uh, I think you could survive in the sense of like minimally. Yeah. And like you could weather it out much better because you would think that a fat person. I mean. Uh-oh. Well, I think willpower-wise, it'd be harder for them, but, like, the whole thing of intermittent fasting is you don't give your body food so it starts consuming your excess fat. Mm-hmm. So I don't have as much excess fat, whereas, like, someone that's obese, it'd be way harder for them because oh, yeah, yeah. they're used to eating, but their body could, like... They have like, a lot I, of energy. Like, I saw on, on Reddit, so I don't know how reputable it is, but there's this, like, obese guy that did a water fast for over a year. He, like, literally didn't eat food for over a year. He just took multivitamins and drank water. Mm-hmm. And he survived. Like, he didn't die. He, like, lost 150 pounds or something. Jesus Christ. So if you are obese, I think you could technically live off your fat as long as you have water and, like, some type of, like, minerals and probably, like, salt and stuff. So I I might actually starve faster than the average person. Oh, probably right. But I'm always thinking about it, like, when you were talking about I didn't think of it in the sense of, like, not eating at all. Yeah. I was thinking of it in the sense of not if eating minimally. Yeah, I think I would be... um. I'd be slightly less miserable as I starve to death because I'm used to kind of starving myself. It's like, I already do this. This is like another Tuesday. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we are getting close to the time, but one thing I wanted to mention because I just kind of noticed this subplot of like them trying to have a baby and thinking of like if this technology became mainstream and everyone's like having sex in VR and it's way better than real life, like the birth rates are already so far down. Could you imagine, like, it's already kind of hard to have a baby for a lot of people. Could you imagine if, like, and, and sex is good for most, or, like, feels good for most people. Imagine if, like, now it feels shitty in comparison. Yeah. You, and you're, like, addicted to this thing, and they're, like, it becomes even more of a job. Like, I could see that leading to a huge population plunge because, like, no one's reproducing anymore. It's probably going to have to be, the new thing is probably going to be pod babies. Yeah, that's like, scary. I think that's probably what's going to, it's probably going to be that because, they're going to sell it in a sense of like, oh, this is super safe and it doesn't damage your body because that's a woman, you know, women are always like, yeah, they're going to be like, oh, you know, I have to carry this baby for so long, whatnot. And yeah. And then once the baby comes out, it's like it damages your body. And, and you can re- monitor it too as it's developing. Exactly. Like, reduce birth defects probably. Exactly. Things like that. Probably be able to like decide shit. We're like, oh, I want my baby to have like blue eyes. Yeah, designer babies. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be the reality of the future. That's scary. Have you ever read Brave New World? Um, No, I did not read. But I think I watched like a summary video about it, but. I read it last year. Um, Took me a little bit to get into, but yeah, it's basically all about that. Like everybody's a designer baby. No one's naturally born. And by design, they have different classes. So there's like the low class is literally bred to enjoy doing hard, tedious, like, manual labor. And, yeah, so it go, like goes up the thing. Like, there's a whole caste system from birth. But it's like, is that darker or nicer? Like, if you had to be a street sweeper or you had to be, like, a coal miner, is it worse that, like, you were bred to actually enjoy that? Like, like is that more dystopian or utopian? Basically, like, this world, instead of George Orwell's, like, there's this government controlling everything. It's more of like humans have kind of just followed their carnal desires. And now it's just like, yeah, the world's perfect, but it's still kind of dystopian in a way, but I think it removes free will. So yeah, there's no central agency controlling. It's like human nature is controlling society. If that makes sense. I'm not describing it super well, but because like how, who decides 
who gets assigned a particular role? I think it's just like a numbers game. It's like we need 20% of the population needs oh, to be like so class D. Like I think, it. I can't remember the class systems are like class D is like manual labor. And then you have people that are like doing menial office jobs. And then there's like the high class that are like the manager class. And it's just like, we need 50% to be the laborers. We need 20% to be middle management. We need 30% to manage all of them. And it's just like, your roll the dice. It's kind of like life now. I mean, we're born, yeah. well, I was born in America. You came to America. It's just like, we got a good roll of the dice. There's people that are born in places that are terrible and stuck there their whole life. It's yeah. just, it's, it, it's still roll the dice, but it's controlled by some human machine. I don't know where I'm going with that, but. Yeah, I think that it just reminded me of a Rick and Morty episode. You know the Citadel where yeah. all of the Ricks and the Mortys live? Yeah. But. The thing is, all of the Ricks have the same IQ. Yeah, exactly. And then they have all different roles where, like, some of them are in, um, leaders, some of them are, like, street, street sweepers. And you're like, wait, we're all the same, more or less. Yeah. We're, we all have the same IQ. Like, what the hell? How do we have this class system where some of us are relegated to doing, like, menial things and then others are relegated to doing higher level things? So Yeah. How do you discern that? And I don't know. Is there an alternative to a class system? This could definitely be a whole other episode. Maybe we should write this down yeah. down to talk about. But it's like, class. What it, what would the alternative to a class system be like? It's. I think yeah, because I think somehow, some way, we always have to like formal. There's always a higher. Form, yeah, we always no follow ourselves it. exactly. It's like even though they don't like it naturally, it ha it's a natural thing that happens. Yeah, I think there's like a natural part of us. There's always these independent thinkers and whatnot. Yeah. These are like rounding errors, but in a grand scheme of things, there are people that are like, oh, I want a leader. Oh, I'll follow what he says. And they're just a natural convergence for authority in the sense of, yeah, this person has my best interest. But the free thinkers are like, no, that person has their own best interest. Yeah. I defend. But the, the amount of people that think the way that a free thinker does, as opposed to like the masses, it's, it's, it's like. Well, that's why they're called a free thinker exactly. because they're like an anomaly. Exactly. They, and then they look or look they're the ones that are look like like crazy. So like when they're like, you know, they're lying to you. I'm like and everybody's like, No, they're not. Yeah. And then you're like and then years later they find out oh, they were lying to me this whole time and everybody's shocked. And the free thinkers like, I've been telling you, I've man. I've been telling you. But ah Well, this is where we went to yes. from VR making it so people won't fucking reproduce it anymore to exactly. going to the the downfall of class systems. But I guess we should probably wrap it up here. We're a little over time, but in the next one, we'll also be talking about a Black Mirror episode. This might be a trend for a little bit, so if you want to hear us talk about that, make sure you come back to Pete and Jake's Corner. Yes, Pete and Jake's Corner, talking about the future and the possibilities and just being very curious about what's going to happen next. So Yep, and going on tons of tangents and rambling on. Exactly. If you enjoy it, make sure to come back for the next one. For sure.